Friday. How are you doing today? This wonderful Friday. Um, I haven't done well. I actually did a lot. I did like all the adulting, no fun stuff. I went and did my like taxes and stuff like that. <laughs> the unsexy stuff. Yeah, the not the not so fun <laughs> stuff. No doubt. Yeah, because um, I'm off of work today. So if I go back to it tomorrow and Sunday, so I get two weekends on, two weekends off. So it's all good. So she, so how has 2023 so far treated you? Huh? I, I mean, it's been a, a pretty wild ride. I got to go uh, zip lining and paddle boating. <laughs> My, My God. Um, I've got to have some pretty awesome collabs with some great friends. Um, mm. Yeah, I can't, I can't complain. I turned 23 um, a couple weeks ago. You know what's interesting is like it's less ladies getting into business in their early twenties than it was when I was coming into the business. Oh, you know, why why do you think that most of the women that's getting into business now is like in their thirties, mid thirties, is you know what I'm saying, or, or early forties? Why less people in their early twenties are getting into the business? Um, man. It's hard. I mean, from my perspective, I just wanted to like, I didn't want to start in this business until like I knew I was 100% comfortable being in this business. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, it, you, you grow up on the like, that's not clean, that's not good, it's having yeah. to do it. Um, if you have like a family member who does something like stripping or something like that, you, those are the family members who like don't talk about their job, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of us grew up on that. So maybe that's like a factor in why, like, it's not until like later in life when we're more, um, independent that we think we can get into stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, because with you being 23 into the business, you have a chance of a longevity and a stretchness of the business that a person in their 30s and 40s would not have. Um, I, I've heard that a lot since I've gotten into the industry. They're like, you're just starting. God, years ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm saying because it's kind of like, because when you think about a person that's starting in their 20s, mm. the person that they are in the adult industry by the time they hit their 30s is way different. You know, plus there's things that you learned in the business that a 30 year old that started the business will not necessarily know. It's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like LeBron James starting, like if, if Michael Jordan didn't have to go to UNC, what kind of numbers would he have if he was like LeBron coming straight in the league? Mm -hmm. You know, period. But then again, he might not have done as well if he came straight into the league. <laughs> we might not be talking about Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't have that warm up time. <laughs> no and, and two, also, I love the fact that you make it a point to really show off the color blue. You know, <laughs> you, you make that your your staple. Um, yeah. Was well, that, that, that your favorite color, or so, you know, what, what's up with that? I guess it's like the funniest thing ever to say. Um, blue is not my favorite color. My favorite color is actually red. Um, <laughs> very, very contradicting. I understand. Um, I, I actually had like um before I was in uh porn or anything like that. I actually had a lot of red things. I had red hair and I wore a lot of red clothes and stuff like that. Um, and it just didn't it didn't really align with my personality anymore, unfortunately. Um. I didn't think it suited me very well anymore. I mean, honestly, uh, it makes you doing the blue makes you stick out more. And <laughs> it's kind of like, like Lucille Ball. She was blonde, but then she decided to dye her hair red to make her stick out. And we saw what type of career she had off of that. You know, period. Um, even with, I remember a story that, it, it, that Missy, Missy Stone said, she was going on set with her hair straight. One day she went curly and the rest is history. 
So it's kind of like to me, I think you using the blue kind of not only fits with the name, but also makes you stand out even more and more recognized. Well, it's funny you say that because um, one of the uh, I don't get, I don't have to say it as much anymore because it's pretty mm-hmm. apparent. But when I first got into the industry and I would say my name to people and we would have a conversation about it, mm-hmm. I, I my um, biggest like statement was always I'm a branding whore. You're going to see me in blue. You're going to see blue on me. And even if you never remember my name, if you don't remember my actual stage name, you don't remember the first letter of my name, you can't remember anything else about me, the color blue is going to stick out to you anytime you think about it. See, there you go, people. (laughs) And by the way, welcome to the Smokers Lounge. That's right. You know how we like to start this off. I'm your host, Captain Officer of Enchant. Please excuse me if there's any echoing because I have to get new headphones. You know how it works. You can find all my links with one link, allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. Four wonderful sponsors to tell you about the first one being the Facebook Ellis community, ellisworld.com. Next up, the highest adult magazine in the game, arrivesismagazine.com. Um, for you content creators, 90% profit, no hashtag issues. And for your consumers, a new place where you can consume your Triple H content. We're talking about ExciteMoney.com. And last but not least, award-winning, award-nominated. I'm talking about Smut with VoiceOver. And they even have a VR section to their website where you can watch porn with your Oculus. I'm talking about the one and only BlushErotica.com. A proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network. So go over to ShopGWDistrict.com and Get some shopping done. Support some black businesses, why don't you? Also, every morning, five days a week, Monday through Friday, you can find me on PullySwapRadio.com, as well as you can check me out on SkyHawkAfterDarkTV.com as well, the BGPLLC app. Now, I'm going to step out the way and let this gorgeous and sexy, voluptuous, and I swear, the more I look at her Twitter feed, the more I wish I got back in the business so I could work with a lady like her with her blue <laughs> sexy ass introduce herself. Go ahead, Gorgeous. Hi, I'm Little Blue Jay. Um, I'm about a year into the adult industry. Um, I've done everything from like the normal swinger hookups to things like ghetto gaggers, if you know what that is. Oh, yes, we do. And we're going to unpack all of that. So before <laughs> we even go to your beginnings, let's talk about ghetto gaggers because my man at Ghetto Baggers, he catches a lot of hell. I know him and, and um, his wife, Ivy Blue. And he catches a lot of hell because, you know, even though he has other sites where black black facial abuse and all that with black people, he always catch hell because of the way that black women are treated on his platform, which I get it because it's submissive type, BDSM type situation. That's what it's about. So going into working with Ghetto Gaggers, what was your thought process walking into that set, knowing what you, did you know about Ghetto Gaggers prior to this and what they brought to the table, their type content? Well, Ghetto Gaggers is such a big name. I'd heard the name before and I'd had like kind of an inkling of what it was about. Um, But they're very... Uh, informative. They give you like a really nice and detailed rundown when they're booking you um, for the first time. Uh, so it wasn't any uh, surprises or such like that. Um, I personally didn't have any like instances where uh, I felt like as a black woman, anything wrong was happening. They're like super kind on that set. Yeah, he's nice um, as shit. <laughs> he's a nice ass dude. They are super, super kind on set in between scenes and stuff like that. And, you know, running mm-hmm. around making sure you're good and just, you know, cleaning stuff up and everything like that. They're very, they're very sweet. Um, I had no uh, complaints about how I was treated in any sort of way. Um, I actually, uh, funny enough, thought that there was going to be more things that happened that was going to make me uncomfortable. I thought there was going to be, you know, some... Because they they give you fair warning. They're like, we're going to call you names and all of this. Yeah, 
stuff like that. It, they give you they a nice setup you there for you. They and, and all that, and they pay very good. Let's make that clear too. So get twisty, but nice change for but, it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So um, yeah. No, I and you know, uh, for me personally, and I don't know uh anyone else's scenes, but uh my scenes it felt more just like degrading as in degrading like you know degrading as a slut as opposed to like any sort of degrading because of being black or mixed or anything like that yeah. are you into bdsm i am into bdsm i was actually so right at home anyway <laughs> I was actually introduced to kink before i was ever in adult work so <laughs> Yeah, because I, I think at times it's crazy that a woman of color cannot be a submissive. They act like she can't be a submissive. She can't be spanked. She can't be choked. She can't be called a slut or a whore. You know what I'm saying? Y'all not supposed to enjoy that shit. What do you say to people that say that? Man, it's so hard to see. I mean, I guess generally I always tell people to like, I'm like a firm believer in minding my own business. Like, if it's not like, you know, your thing, it's not hurting anyone. Mind your own business. It's not anything for you to really need to worry about. But I guess mm -hmm. what, like, I would think about the topic is that, like, why is that not, like, restricting Black women in another way? For you to tell them that they're not allowed to be submissive because they're black women, I don't think that's any more empowering. To like be like, no, you, you basically tell them, you basically tell them they can't be themselves. Yeah, and so I don't think it's any more. I think if you have to tell me what I can and cannot be, then you're not really helping me in any situation. I'm sorry, as a dog, I'm more turned on when I have a black submission than I have a white. You know, period. Because it's like not because of a color situation, but because I know with one, you know, y'all don't like your hair being touched. So I get the damn way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so if you slap a black woman out this motherfucker, you ready to fight, gotcha. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, you know, but no, but you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like a man Corey Hogan. He was like, you gotta train your woman to to accept the word being called a bitch. Yeah, then you gotta call her a bitch even when you're happy. Then. <laughs> you get away with that. Oh goodness. You're but no, but but the truth to me, because I'm starting to see more black on black BDSM, you know, images, which is good because I want people to see that a black man can submit to a black woman and vice versa. Yeah. That there is BDSM in the black community, in the Latino community, in any of these communities, you know, period. So so people won't be sitting here be so judgmental and want to look at the motherfucker. He's sitting here and say he want to do race play. I'm like, man, mm -hmm. he's a considering fucking adult. That way it gets him off. What's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel about most general things with like consent and the basis is like, it may not be for me. It may not be what I'm into. But, you know, if you and your partner are both consenting to it, falls to the wall for you. Most definitely. So now with that being said, let's go in the time machine. Let's go back. What got little Blue Jay into the porn business? So <laughs> uh, to put myself on just amazing blast. Um, have you ever like I, I guess like in school, was there ever like people that you were like, oh, they're gonna do this or they're gonna do that when they I was one of them. I was one I, of them. Trust me, my town was not surprised that my ass became a porn star. I was the girl that everyone was just like, she's going to be a stripper. She's going to do porn. She's going to do that. <laughs> I, was, I was always a very lovey, sexual person. I always liked attention. I've always liked sex. <laughs> okay. So, it was so like, so how did you go about finding your way into the business? Because did was it around what was it through you talking to people or did you were doing the only fans thing, making your own content and doing that at first? So 
what I did was I had made an OnlyFans around my birthday. Like, I officially, like, launched it and, like, started making content and putting it on there. And I was only making solo content. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to get into, like, doing uh, porn scenes and such like that. And I went on um, the Sexy Jobs website. and <laughs> They still using it, huh? <laughs> Yes, yes, unfortunately. And um I found a studio out here actually. I found Desperate Amateurs in Tampa. And um I I I had done my research. I'm a very researchy person, so I knew that before you were like working with other people or doing anything, you needed to get tested. So, um, I paid for the testing. I went and did the scene, and my first scene was with a swinger couple, who mm-hmm. I and now in turn call my porn mom and dad. <laughs> it was that good, huh? <laughs> they liked me, and they invited me to my very first content party that same night. Oh my gosh! Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> She had a very eventful first day, ladies and gentlemen. Not only did she do a paid gig, she went ahead and went ahead and went to a content part. So we're gonna continue on this story. So I'm just wanna just, you know, frame to frame with how this is going. Go ahead, darling. Yeah, I um so I I you know, I was nervous as all heck. I it was my first time doing anything. I um I had a best friend at the time. I called her. I was like, I'm terrified. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, but I'm not stupid. I'm not going to not go because I'm terrified. That's dumb. (laughs) It's like these people who know so much more than me are inviting me out. I would be absolutely insane (laughs) and horrible at business to be like, no, I'm not going to go because I'm scared of my first. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So I went home, freshened up, put together like a makeshift hoe bag with uh, lingerie that I had at the time. And I went to this content party. And, and how many shoots did you do during the, 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 the duration of the content party? I technically did two shoots. I... D- uh, so sad to say because it's like so it's gonna be so frustrating. I did my first ever gangbang that night. <laughs> Hold on, wait a second. Hold on. This is just get better and better. And you know how them stories, people, where it just the further she goes, the better it just gets. So she did her first shoe. Let me get this straight now. Let, let's go back. You did your first shoe with a company. This was a paid shoe. Am I correct? Yeah. <laughs> so she did her first pay shoot. So she broke her porn cherry with the swinger couple, which was a threesome scene. Am I correct? Yes. <laughs> okay. So so she broke her cherry. That's a hell of a way to break your cherry. I broke my cherry just fucking one cheek. She, she broke her cherry, get some pussy and some dick. Now, then get invited to a content party. Go to this content party and then did a game. <laughs> How many dudes did you? Damn, you was a busy, you was a busy worker. <laughs> you was a busy woman that first night. How uh, many dudes? 100% raised a uh, hard worker. I, I see. She worked very uh, hard. It was taking it hard. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. So, so was, now, but how many dudes were the game bang? It was three men. And three here's men. why. This will be frustrating. Okay. No one can see the video. Because it was my first night in porn. And before I ever knew anything about model releases. And one of the men quit porn. And I never had their contact information. Welcome to... The video had to be deleted. Same thing happened to me with my first shoot. And it was an established star that I shot with. Didn't get the paperwork. And I could never get these that scene. It hurt my heart, too. It does. It, it does. 
I was like, it's my first gangbang, you guys. And no one gets to watch. <clears throat> oh my goodness. So I now I'm asking you this. I guess my yeah. early, early fans got to watch it because it was up while they still had an OnlyFans. And then I had to take it down sometime in like uh, August, October, November, sometime mm-hmm. like that when I found out they didn't have one anymore. So any of my early fans, if you got to see it, hey, hey. feel lucky. No, that's why we have standalone websites, wink, wink. But anyway, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying, standalone website, you, you ain't got to worry about that for so much. Yeah. Um, especially if the person ain't going to come after you for the scene, you know. Can't yeah. help you get the work, you know, and you, you know. But anyway, but, but so, um, damn, that was a hell of a first night. It, 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 that oh. should have made speeches. <laughs> Actually, another little bit happened. Oh, 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 well, continue. Let me shut up. <laughs> no. um, so I did the gangbang scene. Um, and then kind of like, you know, continued into the living room. I wanted like a solo scene because like it was, you know, my first time. I was like, oh, I should get a girl boy scene too. Mm-hmm. And he may or may not have made me squirt. I have only squirted from three men in my entire life, and he's one of them. You know, something like I said, this is one of those females, ladies and gentlemen, that made me wish that was still happening. (laughs) So, so now I'm gonna ask you this how surprised was everybody that this was your first go around? Because the way it sounded like you was moving. It, it it felt like you was a fish that took the water. Like, this was your first time type situation. You feel what I'm coming from? I mean, for it even to be your first night, because some females, don't get it twisted, would have not went to the content party because they've been afraid that, you know, I already did this scene, and now I got to do be in front of all these other people and stuff. It was like, you were like, fuck it, let's go. Uh, let's do it. Let's, shit, let's, let's party. You know what I'm saying? So... So how many people were kind of shocked that this was your first go around? Um, I think they were all like a little shocked that I was like so new that it was like, you know, the first time I was doing anything. Um, I got a lot of like the, like you're a natural, like great on camera and stuff like that, um, which is, which is great to hear as a newbie. It's like great, great confidence builder to hear people who've like been in the business and like, do this all the time. Tell you. Okay. Tell you that you're doing like a good job and such. Yeah, because because they they've been doing it for years. And I'm pretty sure the content house you went to, there was some established talent that was in there that, mm-hmm. that, that they was working with and everything. So after this experience, what from this experience did you take? Because we all learn from experiences that we do, mm-hmm. regardless of how fun they might be or how wild it might be. What did you take that you apply to your own creation when it comes to shooting your content? Mm-hmm. Because understand this, before you were doing solo content, all right? Mm-hmm. So now you done jumped into the big leagues. Because I always say this, the way that the world is introduced to you, they want to see you as such. Mm-hmm. When you level up, they want to see you stay there. So what's the thing that you took from this experience that helped mold how you feel moving forward? Um, definitely, like, lighting was one big thing. I wasn't super, like, knowledgeable about, like, you know, how cameras mm-hmm. should be set up or, like, angles or stuff like that. Um, the content events, things like that were, like, very eye-opening, um, to be able to, like, get together with a group of people, everyone's tested, and, like, just kind of film as much content as possible, and I think I enjoy those, because then you have, like, a wide variety of people Mm -hmm. that you can be like, hey, let's bust out this scene. Mm -hmm. Um... So it definitely taught me 
that you can just like have a scene you know with somebody you can like go in jump in with someone have good chemistry and have like a good sex scene um and I think that's something that like I enjoyed uh being able to bring into my content and such like that because it allows me to bring in what I like and just like normal sex into Mm. the content um of course you know I've also collabed with people like um like Paige or like Paige Steele and her husband and they do a lot of uh um the the scripted content mm-hmm. and, 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 and and how that feels to do the scripted content because it's different between so so my folks understand when you're doing an improv content which is you just basically going off the reaction there's no script i just give you the bullet points on what i want you to hit versus you got to read the script well then I guess I've done mostly improv but like some of it's a little bit scripted um but like having like that scene and structure in mind I also really enjoy because I think it's I think it's really fun and I think that's something that I always really enjoyed about I know there's some people are gonna be like oh my gosh of course that's why people make plots for porn for girls like her (laughs) and that's that's exactly what it I love funny plots with porn I love like getting into the story and being like oh why are you punishing her why is she in trouble like i had questions and so for me yeah. it's so much fun to like pick a scene with someone and then create a character even though like it's sexual and it's sex it's it's like bringing a little bit of like my personality and like my extraness into it without like just going into a room and having sex <laughs> which it's fun. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't think people take advantage of being able to tell a story with their porn. Like they should nowadays, like they did back in the day. You know, period. I have my my theories on that, but it, y'all have heard it over many shows that I've done, you know. Um, because I don't think we take advantage of that. Because that's one of the things I used to love to do. Like if I had worked with you, we'd be doing a whole bunch of role plays. You know, period. It, because the simple fact of that I wanted people to hear her voice, see you think on the fly. You know, you can play any character because part of being a sex symbol is that a man should be able to imagine you as any type woman there is, from the girl next door to the police woman, to the the barber. Yeah, the female barber in this motherfucker. Yeah, you should be imagining her goddamn with her tits out, goddamn, giving you a goddamn fade. <laughs> you know, period. To just not be questioning why her titties out, it should feel natural. <laughs> yeah, just, just, it's just natural. Then motherfucker, then he, she giving you head, goddamn afterwards. It's a beautiful day, you know. But no, but I mean, that's what's missing in this day and age because it became so microwave. Mm-hmm. It's so you know. Yeah, it, and a lot of people, a lot of people do like to just do the let's have sex stuff, and it's great. And if that's your your porn, I love it always spot on for you and like i said i enjoy doing that content every once in a while but I, like like you said like i like the extraness like i I made a thanksgiving scene where i was a turkey because it made me laugh yeah because i mean to me it's like i always i always say these jokes that girls decide they want to do fetish it's not all females, it should make this clip. I'm just saying do fetish or go webcam because they figure it's the easiest way or do solo because the easiest way to make money in this business without fucking the dude. Because I never, because I, it's just funny when I listen to females and I thought about it. How the fuck do you give a shit about a body count in a business where you kind of have to have a body count? <laughs> they include toys. <laughs> Because y'all be breaking toys sometimes. But but no, but but to me, I think it it it, I tell any female you need boy-girl content within your structure of what you do because them seeing you bounce off of somebody makes a difference on the money that is made with your brain. It 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 helps to the fantasy, it helps to mix the fantasy. 
you know, period. It's just how you do it, you know. That's just my opinion. I, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, and maybe that's like, you know, the whole, the whole issue is people don't really care about porn being interesting anymore. But I think it makes porn more interesting. Like, I find myself increasingly bored with porn sometimes when I'm watching porn because I'm just like, ah, Nah. <laughs> ah, you know what's funny? It's funny she said it because there's a show that y'all once y'all hear these y'all need to go back. That uh, is in the premium smoke room, ladies and gentlemen. Has porn became boring? And she just said, "Porn has became boring." I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Even to when I saw that damn porn hub, goddamn uh, shit. I said these motherfuckers listen to my podcast. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. I hit, I hit every note they said on that show. But anyway, but no, but seriously, porn has because it became six minute doggy style. She gives us some head. You know, it's it. People use their phone, which I know a lot of motherfuckers sit there and say, "Well, no, phones got good camera." No, no, it's not the same as having a camera. It's, it's you can't the the energy the vibe the 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 cameraman can catch things and that camera can catch things that that cell phone won't. And it's very curious, you know. I I primarily film on my phone because I'm still pretty small, but I've had you know shoots on cameras. I've had you know videographers film for us and stuff like that, or gone to content events yeah. with their videographers, and it is massively different than filming on my phone. Yeah, it's just, it's just only thing I'm going to spank you on is this. You know, okay, I just had two requests. Give me some more, some more, you know, give me some professional pics and, and I see you in some heels. That's that's all I'm going to say. Because, <laughs> yeah, because I have a point. You see all the pics, it's on point. But, like I tell females, the professional pics when they see you with that that, that professional camera guy, mm-hmm. it nails it because, like I said, it's the key to making money in this business is looking like you can't demand a motherfucker to pay you a thousand dollars if you don't look like a thousand dollars. You feel know what I'm saying? I'm just, just putting it out there. Now, with that being said, now you started, of course, filming your own content. So I know there's gonna be plenty of dudes. <clears throat> content creators, male porn stars, something that you might not work with. Because mm-hmm. some tell me that you have an extensive body list. I already can just tell. But anyway, what does it take for you to, I ain't talking about paid yet, do content trading? What do a dude have to bring to the table? Oh, gosh, that's hard. Um, God, it's so hard uh, to figure out questions like that um i guess like what it's not is i'm really not a numbers person that way um i know a lot of people it's a numbers and establishment thing um where it's like you can't really go off with numbers no way because women gonna gain more followers than men that's just facts yeah so numbers has never really been a, a big thing for me um i would i say it's like you know the way i'm approached um the kind of content i see from them like on their pages and stuff like that is a factor if i think like they give off the right vibe and stuff like that i really don't like being approached like people want to fuck me (laughs) i really don't like in like the most (laughs) non-mean way possible I am not someone who fucks fans. And if you approach me that way, no matter how professional you may be, you've now become a fan to me instead of a person. Instead of like a co-worker. Yeah, because no, because even in my days, I always treated the shoes like this, my thought process. The only reason why she's fucking me because she needs content. <laughs> no, I mean, no, seriously. If, if dudes think like that, it, it's not about, don't get it twisted. I'm not foolish. Women do pick the, the guys based on the content if they would fuck them. 
got into this. Mm-hmm. Was your thought process that this was going to be easy money, easy way of making money, not as much work, or did you kind of understood or had a clue or a mind state that, you know, <clears throat> this is something I might want to do for a long time, so. I think I was somewhere in the middle. Like, I knew I wanted to do it for a long time, and I knew it wasn't easy. If it was easy, everyone and their mom would be doing it. That's Which they are trying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I definitely... And, I, and like, uh, you know, I've said this with other fellow creators a lot, too, when we have our, our discussions about the industry, is, like, I don't think you can actually know how much work goes into doing content creation and being an adult star unless you're doing it. Like, you can talk about it to heaven's end and be like, oh, there's these statistics, you got to do social media and you got to do this and that. But, like, there's just some things you don't learn unless you're in the industry because nobody really talks about them unless you're a model because there's no need to. Yeah, because, I mean, don't get twisted. It's a D-Y-I, do-it-yourself <laughs> business, you know, period. But we're the only entertainment genre where people come in and they don't have a long-term goal. You feel what I'm coming from? Because even when you hear someone jump in, on OnlyFans tip. They're not thinking, okay, I'm going to be in this for a decade. Now I'm just going to do this for a little bit to make a little bit of money this day and third. And then when they're making that good money at first, soon that money starts tipping off, that's when they're ready to get the fuck out. Because they don't realize it's not about that good money. It's about that consistency of keeping a check going. <laughs> Yes, it's definitely. And especially if you're going to be an, a solely independent creator, like one who's not going to go out and look for shoots and stuff like that, because then you're purely relying on money that has to come in, that has to like be generated from your pages and from your content and such like that. Um I personally wanted to do both. Like, that was always kind of the goal. Although, I uh, am a black alternative adult model. Mm-hmm. So, yes, uh, I can, something told me that you'll be put into that category because just because of uh, your look. You know well, what I'm saying? I am alternative. I am mixed, um, black and Italian. Um, oh God, she's black and Italian. <laughs> I'm and not a color person. It just it, it's too. I like black women. And I like Italian women. So she's just a mix of it. Oh. I've been told I'm a good combination before. <laughs> I mean, no, because to me, it's like one. I tell females the key to this business is making it look sexy. Okay, and. Because of the business that I was in, I was I was the one that posted fine and sent them out. So when I look at females' pictures, videos, I look in a different eyesight. Unlike some of these other times, it's about, oh, I want to fuck the shit out. It's more of, okay, if she's a marketable, does she have a look? And you know how to work the camera. Now, I'm going to ask you this. Do, when you, you edit your own shit, right? I, oh, yes. <laughs> Do you ever sit there and critique yourself? So much. So much. <laughs> I can be so We ain't worried about it. Do you critique yourself? So very much I critique myself. So much. All the time. <laughs> I, um, I, I distinctly remember I was watching like a video uh, from like one of my very first videos and I was editing it and I was watching and I was I was like bitch why aren't you arching lazy the arch could be deep what are you doing like I'm just sitting there yelling I'm like you were supposed not these bitches I was, I was like these bitches who know I can arch better gonna be hitting me up like bitch I know you did not be lazy in that video I'm gonna be like 
The reason why I bring it up because what people don't realize is that it ain't as simple as us just showing up on set fuck. We fuck with a purpose in front of that camera, you know, period. And it's like, like it's your point, I always ask females, do you always orgasm when you shoot? It's a purpose to the question why I ask that. Because nine out of ten of females not gonna orgasm on the scene because she's focused on the filming cheap. Yes, the dick might be good, but she focusing on working the camera. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, how do you balance focusing on working the camera and getting good dick? I think for me, it's actually a little bit harder because um, my eye, I don't know if like, it's noticeable, but I have a kind of smaller eyes like I have big eyes but smaller eyes and that they squint like all the time mm-hmm. so in scenes a lot it looks like my eyes are just closed and it's they're not closed like I'm I'm fully aware the whole time I can see everything going on but my eyes just look closed because of the way that they're shaped and everything mm-hmm. <laughs> so a lot of times um like, like, eh, not like a lot, a lot, but I have had times where people will be like, open your eyes. And that's almost worse. Cause if I like open my eyes when you're on yeah. camera, like trying to like keep your eyes open, but also like look sexy, you end up just looking crazy. You just, <laughs> so you just, you just look crazy. You're just, <laughs> while you're like trying to- yeah, I tell people, don't worry about so much how you're going to look because they want, the, the more natural your face, the more the better off the scene going to be. And that's you kind know? of what I've learned to just do, where I'm just like, where I just kind of, I'm like, my eyes are squinty, they're squinty. People, they're, they're yeah, squinty. Like, my facial expression. Your eyes really is when you're giving head. And it's, and, and, they, and it's that, you know, downward look angle. That's when we go to see your eyes. Other that's than that, favorite. you know, you know. My favorite angle to, like, see myself filmed at. Some of my favorite shots is one that down that POV dick second angle. I have so many pictures where I'm just like, look how pretty I am with dick in my mouth, guys. <laughs> no, my, my favorite shot was the missionary over the top. The missionary sexy over the top with her legs spread eagle. Mm-hmm. And it was either stand off the side of the bed or on his knees on the bed. Even do to where the dude look up. <laughs> Just, oh, I you. So okay, so now, um, are you into anal? I do anal, yes. Oh my god, so she, so we always discuss physical and mental prep for the mm-hmm. So if you know you have an anal scene coming up, explain to the smokers. You know how you prep for that physically going into it. Well, I'm no like Avery Jane. I don't have like a whole routine because I don't do you know as often. Um, trying to get into it though. Uh, I <laughs> I do like the cleaning and such like that. Usually, um, I'll try not to eat for like a couple of hours beforehand for sure. Um, and then. It's like the the cleaning process. I'll do I'll do like an enema, and I'll put in a butt plug. Usually my biggest butt plug because it seems like the easiest option. <laughs> and then um, depending like how long in between, like because I like to give the butt plug time to like make sure I'm loose so there's no like, complications. Um, but depending on like if I'm like driving a really long distance with that in or something like that, I'll do another animal like right beforehand, just to like be extra clean. And you have you done DP already? What? She's just knocking it off. So because 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 rewriting porn has now became because the fact it became boring now became more extreme. They want to see more rough sex. They want to see more BDSM. Mm-hmm. They want to see more anal and what have you. 
you know, even to the point where the pay gauge a lot of countries ask for it, man. Speak to ladies knowing the balance and the difference of doing the extreme stuff, but doing it to where it's something that you're into versus you're trying to get into it to get money. You get where I'm coming from? Mm -hmm. Oh, really hard. Um, the best advice I could give is to just really like sit down with like your limits on things. Mm -hmm. Um, and like just decide. And I know this is such a hard question for someone like me because I I can I I'm a person that can be swayed by money sometimes. I'm I like money. Um. <laughs> So I've I've definitely had instances where I've been like oh, I don't really but that money, <laughs> um, but there are there are things that I've put on like my my hard no list where I'm like these are things I am not going to do. There are things that are not on the table, um, and I think everyone needs to like figure that out almost first and foremost because there are plenty of people in this industry willing to ask you to do any and everything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because because the thing about it is, is that um, a lot of times ladies try to keep up with the trends mm -hmm. and they may not be prepared for the trend. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because it's important where now this year a lot of females are now trying to do more fetish, more fetish content. And to me, it, part of it is because they think that there's a lot of money in it, which it is. Um, and two, is an easier route. You know, not realizing that the real money in fetish is actually the meet and greets. To keep it 100. You know, period. When, when you meet in the fans and he wants you to, you know, kick him in the balls or <laughs> rub your feet in his face and shit of that nature, you know, period. So it's kind of like sometimes they jump in to do something just because they're hearing that's the next wave. When when should a female take into account, I don't necessarily need to jump on that wave? I think always, to be completely honest. I am really not a fan of jumping on things just because it's the trend. Um, I kind of believe in making content either because it displays your personality, displays your persona, or because it's actually something you would enjoy. Because I think those are, one, how you last longer in the industry because you're not hating every second of it or putting yourself into these situations that you know you're going to hate. Or And two, it as a as a like perform as like an actress or as like a model as like a content creator as a porn star, we're brands. Each individual one of us is a brand. We're not like the companies who are selling. Oh, this is our anal site. This is our vaginal missionary site. Each individual person has to be their own brand. And if your fans don't really feel like they're ever connecting with you, how do you expect to retain anybody? Yeah. Because I think um, people are more concerned about followers, not subscribers. They're more concerned about new subscribers and not trying to keep the ones they have. Mm -hmm. You know, period. Um, because it's kind of like to me, the, the key to business is consistency. Because even to the point, I, I tell any female, the key to this is the more you got to feel. The more content you have, the better off you are. Because mm -hmm. you never know what the fuck may happen. Shit, you might have to take a break for a minute because of, because you, you, you mentally taxed. They didn't know you took the break because you didn't let them know. <laughs> so, shit, so, um, damn, I'm trying to think where I'm going to go next. Um, that guy got thrown off for a minute. Give me a second, people. I've been smoking. Uh, 
okay, nah, 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 this, this what it was. I, I see that you have other ways to make money other than the boy girl, because you mentioned you do solo content. Um, I'm pretty sure you do custom videos. Do you webcam? Not currently, although I am trying to get into it. So, it a lot of ladies don't understand being diverse in the business and having money coming from different areas. Mm -hmm. And you female that kind of understood that early anyway. Preach to being diverse and how it helps to create more, you know, wealth for you and more money. You know, besides like giving the different avenues and stuff like that, is like, I, well, I do porn and then I have OnlyFans and then like obviously I do customs and I'll do video calls with people and I'll sex and stuff like that. Um, and it's nice to have those other uh, forms of income obviously coming in because you have other bits and pieces everywhere. But like um, in terms of like the two main forms, which would be porn shoots and then solo content or like, you know, my own content creation, independent content creation. It's nice to like be able to do a porn shoot and, you know, have that instant money come in. And then, like, it's very beneficial to have my own independent sites where I can create my own content and my own brand and kind of gives me, like, a buffer in between building up myself to be self-sufficient where I don't need to take porn shoots. It doesn't need to be a buffer. It's just extra if I decide to do it. Almost definitely. Now, this is the big question. Now I remember where I wanted to go. <laughs> See, I told you, I... I, I it gets to me. It takes a little time, people. It takes a little time. Which do you prefer? Because, of course, you have two ways of getting your content. Mm -hmm. The content houses or individually connecting with content creators. Oh, that's hard. Hmm. I mean... You know, I'm, I got my start in, like, content houses and meeting people that way. Uh, and I definitely think they have their own individual benefits. Uh, I guess I would say, like, I, I'm still, like, a, at Roots. I love content houses. I like being able to go and mix and mingle with everyone and kind of pick and choose and then, like, decide what kind of content you want to do with each person and stuff like that. I think, and I also think it's a great way to meet new content creators because, you know, uh, you know, you could be invited to a content house that has like, you know, four hundred other people who you don't know a single one of them. So, um, I'd say like I really like content houses because they're great networking as well as getting, um, videos and stuff like that. So it has like versatility to it as long as you have a good content house. <laughs> House host, obviously. Otherwise, it just turns into a party. <laughs> oh, most definitely. So, now I know I didn't held you, but your sexy ass up here for an hour. So, it's like this, people. You know, I gotta ask, you know, because she got to come back because it's a lot that we could have talked for another hour. Cause it's a lot that I didn't get to. It's a lot from BDSM to whole bunch of shit. So, Ooh, that means some topics. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, can I call you a smoke buddy gorgeous? Of course. Just say no more. Y'all heard it. She'll be back here on the Smokers Lounge and we're going to bring on the premium smoke room. That's right. What goes down in the premium smoke room happens in the premium smoke room. The only way you find out, if you subscribe, $4.99 a month, five premium podcasts for you to enjoy. And uh, it gets more candid. It gets more crazy. It gets more real. A titty might pop out. They might suck on a lollipop. You don't know unless you subscribe today. And you can only watch it. Only watch it on Spotify. That's right. Spotify has videos just like YouTube. But you can only watch it there. Not on YouTube, not on Patreon. Only on Spotify. And we're going to bring her sexy blue ass on the premium smoke room, you know, period. So with that being said, even before we get to you um, telling about what it's been money at, 
keep it showing the outfit, you know, the period, because I just wanted to see the outfit that he was wearing. Oh, the outfit? Yeah. Let me see if I can put it in the view. <laughs> so, so, so they see what they're going to be paying for when they go to her site. Look at that. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> so, I am nothing if not a blueberry. <laughs> so tell everybody when they can spend their good money on you, baby. Um, I, all my platforms are at Little Blue Jay. I have OnlyFans, Mangvids, Fansly, all of my social medias. <laughs> and Secretly, like you know, first to hear, I did sign up for Pornhub and I will start uploading videos to that soon. So, also under Little Blue Jay. Ain't no more. So, people, so you know where you can find her sexy blue ass. And she will be back here in the lounge as well as premium smoke room for show. You know how we end these shows all day, every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You haven't learned anything. Smoke this over. Get the merch on Bonfire. The uh, the uh, the web the web address is in the uh, description. Go support. I got some new uh, t-shirts coming very soon. So with that being said, my my sexy girl Blue, can you please say goodbye to the smokers? Bye.